Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. We rely on antibiotics to keep us healthy and safe. But what happens when our antibiotics stop working? Multidrug antibiotic-resistant bacteria is a huge problem and one of the things that is getting the most attention from governments and medical researchers because they need to in order to keep us safe to save us from things that we've just usually gone to the doctors for some tablets for. One of the most pressing challenges that all medical practitioners and researchers are worried about and something that even governments are aware of is antimicrobial resistance, AMR. Now, all of us will be familiar with occasionally when we get sick and we end up with some kind of infection, sore throat, uh, ear infection, or more serious infections that you get when you're in hospital internally. We will get antibiotics to treat that. And for almost 100 years, antibiotics have been kind of a miracle drug that have saved lives and made things such as fevers and general infections something we can easily beat. But not to be outdone, the bacteria themselves have grown resistant and learned and adapted and evolved, and developed their own ways to fight back against the treatments, the antibiotics that we're using to stop them. And that's a problem, a real serious problem, because once these bacteria become resistant to our normal ways of treating them, it takes us all the way back to the 1900s and earlier, when we didn't have such things to help us, and dying of infection was actually quite a common cause of death. And we've talked about several times on this podcast, AMR in particular, how it spreads, some of the ways it can sort of descend down the food chain from the source animals or plants themselves uh, being exposed to antibiotics and then the bacteria building up resistance there that then gets passed on through to humans. For example, animals fed antibiotics either directly by their farmers or indirectly through their feedstock. Uh, are actually then exposed to bacteria. And those bacteria get used to the the type of antibiotics they're being expressed to. And then when we either eat the animals or the plants, uh, we get exposed to those resistant bacteria that have already developed in those animals and plants. It gets passed up or concentrated up the food chain. And then we start developing that antibiotic-resistant bacteria in our own stomachs or or our own systems. Or alternatively, maybe these antibiotic resistance or these super, super bacteria uh, are in a hospital or a healthcare facility and they sort of build up resistance to that particular facility and then they spread to other people in that facility. And there's a number of different pathways, um, but basically it comes down to the fact that we're stuck in a never-ending arms race. And that arms race just took a rapid escalation. The, the US military HIV research program, the MHRP, has a big multidrug resistant organism repository and surveillance network called MRSN. And the reason why they do that is, obviously, and the military has a lot of people who get wounded, and infection is a huge issue, uh, particularly for battlefield treatment, but also post-treatment. And such, as part of the American government's response to development of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, they themselves have had this huge strategy to try and tackle it. And what they found is the first instance in the United States of an E. coli-resistant bacteria. And E. coli... Uh, is a really type of common bacteria. It can be quite devastating and deadly. We've had treatments for it a while, so it hasn't really had been that much of an issue. But the United States have actually detected now first on US soil E. coli strains that are actually resistant to all treatment methods that we currently have. 
And we have different grades of antibiotics. We kind of have the general ones that we use in regular populace, and we have like the super antibiotics that we only use in rare instances, such as colistin, which is the last agent used to combat bacteria that resistance to even the strongest bacteria uh, antibiotics. And so when we come across a, an enemy, an enemy bacteria that is beating up all the other antibiotics that we have, one that's multi-drug resistant, then we usually turn to colistin as the last resort mechanism. And now we believe, according to this research, that some of these strains are now starting to be even resistant to this weapon of last resort, colistin. In 2015, there was some colistin resistance bacteria discovered in China. And then since then, we've been monitoring that. Now, the colistin resistant gene has been reported in both Europe and Canada. And and as of now, um, in May 2016, we've actually picked up some in the United States as well. In this instance, uh, actually found it through a urinary tract infection rather than just a type of general infection. This is one of the big public health challenges across the world. And as such, all governments across the world have big strategies in place to try and protect us and develop the next strain of antibiotics or the next tool at our disposal. Uh, Large governments have big strategies, such as the National Action Plan for Combating Antibiotic Resistance, or CARB, in the United States. The World Health Organization has its own action plan as well, as does the CDC, the Centre for Disease Control, and also in Australia. Now, there's some things we can do to prevent that. The first is to prevent the, obviously, the over-prescription of antibiotics and ensure that people only get antibiotics when they actually really need it to reduce the risk, as well as the obvious monitoring and tracking and the development and funding of new actual research into this. Now, one of the good news is that vaccines themselves are different to antibiotics antibiotics because vaccines actually boost the immune system and function on a different pathway. Whilst some vaccines can be evolved out of, for example, all the different various strains of the flu uh, are evolving basically at a a rate of the same vaccines, which is why you have to have a yearly vaccine for the flu. But other things we can actually develop vaccines for, but you know, they're not generally what you do for infection. So they are useful, but there is a limit there. Obviously, the best idea would be to try to get new uh, antibiotics, but actually it's a really tough area of research. That being said, there is a lot of work going into that. Million, hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent from the United States alone, as well as very many other governments. So until then, make sure that if you actually are getting antibiotics, that you are aware of if you really do need them, and you follow the prescriptions to use for it. Don't just ask for antibiotics if you don't need them, because they are a tool, and we should use them carefully, so we don't run out. Now, with the discovery of E. coli that is antibiotic resistant in the United States, that leads us to wonder what can we do to fight it. Now, researchers from the Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology in Japan have uh, found a new way to potentially tackle the E. coli bacteria. Obviously, to tackle these bacteria, particularly when they get more and more resistant, we need to know how they spread and how they divide. And that's where these Japanese researchers have sort of targeted their focus of their research. Now, bacteria divide and multiply, and in particular, in each bacterium, a large protein complex called the divisum basically sits there as the master of how each cell divides. And it also 
assembles in the middle of the cell to basically come up with a mechanism for reproduction, and then later disassembles to recycle the proteins as well. They studied the proteins and actually watched it happen. First, they made the proteins express some type of fluorescence, and then they used super-resolution microscopy, which basically enables you to see things actually take place with a microscope many times more powerful than normal. And when they did that, they actually got to study an insight into what's actually happening during this coordination process, this assembly process, and this recycling process. And why is that important? Well, by knowing how the bacteria actually reproduces, you can come up with potentially better ways to fight it. Rather than trying just to wipe it out, obliteration style, maybe there are some methods that can use a more pinpointed strike. So this is some great research being done out of the Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology in Japan. Now, with all that doom and gloom, we could talk about actual research being done by doctors to help fight this challenge. For example, so the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston has been studying antibiotic-resistant infections and what we can actually fight them with that's already on the market. But a solution to, the obviously, the problem of antibiotic-resistant bacteria could rely on actual the reuse of existing drugs, repurposing them and using them to tackle new problems, which would be great because... The Center for Disease Control in the United States believes about 23,000 people a year die from uh, complications as a result of antibiotic resistance. So by screening a variety of drugs that are already available on the market and working in a variety of areas, a professor, professor Ashok Kopra, who is a professor at the University of Texas Galveston, went through about 700 different types of drugs that's already FDA approved, so already got the highest stamp of approval, so they're safe to use. Uh, they are identified as many as almost 194 drugs that can significantly reduce uh, cell culture system when tested against a type of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. And by going deeper after narrowing down from the big 94, they tried a further. They tried three specific drugs: one that was an antipsychotic, another which was a breathing stimulant, and the third which was an antidepressant. And what they found is that they were able to actually effectively treat uh, a drug-resistant type of bacteria. Particularly, they also tried Salmonella uh, and Clostridorium, which are two specific types of bacteria that are known to be drug-resistant in certain forms. Now, it's interesting. They're not antibiotics that are actually attacking directly the bacteria. What they are actually doing is reducing the spread and the ability of the bacteria to reproduce and spread it through the system. And it's believed by Chopra and his colleagues, that it could actually be somehow impacting the virulence of the bacteria. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't basically limiting its destructive power, but it was basically stopping it from spreading throughout the body or, or the, the, the mouse samples that they were testing it in. Alternatively, as a, a second theory that they're sort of experimenting with, perhaps that the drugs are actually working with the proteins and genes, so, so it stops the bacteria from being able to reproduce directly as well. And this is exciting news because it's basically taking a roundabout way of approach of instead of trying to fight the bacteria head-on, approach them through a new method, which is very interesting. And that's that's one area of antibiotic-resistant research that is yielding some results, because it doesn't rely on new drugs, it's just using what we already got.
Now, of course, we could sit around in our labs trying really, really hard to develop the latest and greatest antibiotic, or we could study the existing drugs on the market and see if any of them could actually help us out, or we could go fishing. And that's what researchers at Yale have done. And recently published their findings from their fishing in the journal Scientific Reports in May. And they went to Dodge Pond in East Lyme in Connecticut to actually go fishing. And what, what on earth can you do with fish or fishing and bacteria? Well, they're actually hunting for a new tool against antibiotic resistance. And they found it floating in a pond in Connecticut. In particular, a virus or a type of virus called a bacteriophage that they found that actually attacks common multi-drug resistant bacterial pathogens. And this is a very clever discovery or, or approach. So instead of uh, trying to kill the bacteria by developing a new super antibiotic, they have actually said, well, what is out there in nature already? That can take out these super drug, multiple drug resistant bacteria. And they had found one. A particular type of bacteriophage that had already evolved and naturally evolved in this pond in Connecticut. And they tested it. They basically fished it up and put it to use on a existing, well-understood, multi-drug-resistant bacterial pathogen called Subodonus aeruginosa. And this thing can actually, can lethally infect people with compromised immune systems. But the virus that they discovered, this bacteriophage that they discovered, is quite clever. The virus attaches itself to the cell membrane of the bacteria, uh, the place where the bacteria pump out antibiotics, and then that system then evolved to be able to resist the antibiotics as well. But what happens when the virus clamps onto that point is it makes that pump-out mechanism less effective, which means that the, the resistance area, the part of the bacteria that's producing the resistance benefit to it that stops the antibiotics from working, gets clogged up because this virus starts attacking it. Which means then that bacteria suddenly becomes susceptible again to bacteria to antibiotics. It's very clever. Effectively, you want to think about it like a jamming signal. So what happens is this bacteriophage, this virus, latches on, jams the countermeasures that the bacteria has developed to antibiotics, making the antibiotics successful once again. And that's just part of the arm race that's going on in studying multi-drug resistant bacteria. And it's called, in this example, phage therapy. And that's where we reuse bacteriophages to help tackle the antibiotics. Now, the main purpose of this particular phage therapy, this particular bacteriophage, is to treat people who have got the P. aeruginosa bacteria, that's multiple drug resistant, which particularly can affect people with severe burns, surgical wounds, or cystic fibrosis that compromises the immune system. And so now we've developed another tool in our arsenal to kind of fight it. We just need to figure out better ways to grow it so that scientists don't just have to go fishing. But it just shows that tackling antibiotic resistance means we have to go and look in unusual places, and that's exactly what scientists are doing. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. We talked about the latest research trying to tackle multi-drug resistant bacteria, including fishing for bacteriophages, repurposing existing drugs, and finding ways to study the source of bacteria and slow them down from reproducing. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.